This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1966. Are you pronouncing R correctly in English? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Did you know that the R is pronounced differently in English when it comes in the beginning, the middle, and the end of a word? Today, find out how it's different so that you can achieve clarity and connection in every English conversation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Aubrey. How's everything? I'm great, Lindsay. How are you today? I am feeling good, solid, excited to be on the podcast because it's my favorite thing. So <laughs> I know, I know you love it. I do too. I really do look forward to this all week. So I'm so grateful for all of you out there who listen, who download, who follow so that we can do this thing that we love for you. Oh, it's just amazing. I love our listeners. We just keep hearing from them. We keep getting, you know, reviews and emails and we see that you guys are understanding our message, right? Of connection, not perfection. And you're really taking it into your life. I love it. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Every time we get an email, that's, I feel like that's one of the common themes. People are like, I just love that idea. It's so motivating to like get out there and make the effort without stressing so much about being perfect for sure. It's so good. And that also follows through when it comes to pronunciation, right? We cannot be perfect. We can never achieve necessarily that perfection, right? That perfect accent, whatever that even means. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. We have both found that as we learn languages, we're going to talk about we're going to answer a student question that we got today about pronunciation, specifically the letter R. And I immediately when I started thinking about this, I have solidarity, right? Because I (laughs) learning French and Spanish, it's difficult. The letter R from language to language. Have you found that as well, Lindsay? Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm about to start learning Arabic because I'm going to be taking a trip to Egypt in May. And so I just found my teacher over on italki and she showed me the syllabus and I'm really wondering what it's going to be like in Arabic pronouncing it. I don't know. I feel Uh, like this is one of those things which um, I I doubt the R's will be exactly the same as in English. I just feel like that it's different language to language almost always. And it's Completely. definitely tricky. So we so, understand if you guys struggle with the letter R, we get it. Yeah. We have as well. <laughs> and I like what you said. I have solidarity. I feel like our listeners who speak French and Spanish will know that. But I wonder about our listeners. Sorry. Uh, in other languages, what does that mean? I have solidarity. What is that? Right, we have that in common. So I understand. Yes. yes. Anytime you have something in common with someone and you have empathy for them, you understand where they're coming from. You can say, I have solidarity with you. 
So good. I love it. Okay, then what? Okay, so we're getting into the R sound. And where did this come from? Yes. So one of our live group class students, Odelia, was asking, I think she actually asked you about this in a class, right, Lindsay? You want to share what her question was? I've kind of forgotten about this now. But yeah, awesome student and listener of our show, Odelia, right? She was asking, how is the pronunciation of the R sound different depending on where in the word it actually falls? And when she asked me about that, I thought, oh, yeah, it actually is. I hadn't really thought about that. For example, door, it's falling at the end. Current, it's falling in the middle. And right, it's falling at the very beginning. So Odelia wanted to know, how is it different? And how do I know how to pronounce it differently? Such a good question, right? And I had to sort of do a deep dive on this because the average native speaker is, they're going to have no idea. And you're just Uh going to be saying those words and be like, door, current, right. Right, right. The average (laughs) native speaker would not be able to answer this question for you. It's subtle. It's nuanced. It is subtle. So this comes back, guys, connection, not perfection. You don't stress about it, especially where we want to mention that in English, the pronunciation of this phoneme that er has very has a lot of variations depending on your dialect and where you live right in boston in <sighs> england it sounds very different than in on the west coast for me right so we can say okay this is how we pronounce r and then someone in england or new zealand might really disagree yeah i'm really dying whenever i have extra time which i'm not sure then when that will be aubrey <laughs> i'm really dying for us to make a video comparing american accents and the r would be a great one to pull in the mm. michigan i was recently skiing in steamboat last weekend and we were on the gondola with a couple men from minnesota oh my gosh how different the minnesota northern minnesota accent is aubrey compared to mine and people from boston and california it's just incredible Absolutely. I play volleyball with a couple of people from Green Bay and their accent is quite heavy and the R and some of the vowels. It is fascinating, even within the same country, how different these dialects sound. I love it. So this is so that's important to keep in mind. That's why we have to come back to connection. Right. Accents will kind of make this different, but there Mm -hmm. still are probably some rules that we can come back to in standard kind of. What is standard English, right? Is, what is right. non-accent English? In American English, for sure, we can talk about this. But it is it is different depending on the dialect. So first of all, R is different depending on where it's positioned in a word and what sounds are around it, right? right. So we're going to divide this. There are really three differences at the beginning, okay. in the middle, and at the end. And we're going to go through all of them, give you some examples, and talk about how, you know, even though it is subtle, how we do make this sound differently depending on where it is in the word. Okay. I love how we're breaking up this episode into those three buckets, three categories, guys. This is one where you're going to want the app, the iOS or Android app, so that you can read the transcripts while you listen to our pronunciation. So go to allersenglish.com slash app to join that app program. Okay, good. All right. So first, let's dive into how it sounds at the beginning of words. This is called the strong R, where it's louder, it's harder. There's no sound before it affecting it. So it's that er where the way we make this, we pull the tongue back. It sort of curls a little bit in the back of our mouth Mm -hmm. and the sides Er. of the tongue push against the upper teeth in the Mm -hmm. back of your mouth. Okay. And then the tip of the tongue, when you make this sound, should not be touching anything, right? Okay. And here is a tip that if you make the sound for j, like jump, make that sound j, and then pull your tongue straight back, j, uh huh. Then you can make that r. So j, pull the tongue back, 
er, and you're kind of pushing your tongue against the teeth. It's an interesting sound to make. Mm. It's fascinating all the different sort of variations for language learners as well as other dialects. But for American English, especially for the strong R, because this strong R exists in every dialect. The question is, right, if you're from England, for example, how much are you using the strong R? Places where Americans use that strong R, you might be using a soft R. So that's where it really changes. This sound exists, but which word do you use it in? Interesting. Okay, good stuff. So the tongue is kind of floating in this case, right? It's not touching anything, which is an important piece, right? It's just kind of hanging out in there. (laughs) Exactly. And that's for any word that starts with R, right? Right. Reason. You're pulling that tongue back, making that very strong R sound because it's not, there's no sound before it to affect it. Now, do think about linking here. We often, we have connected speech where depending on the word that comes before, that might affect the sound of this word we're saying, right? If we say, you know, he's always right. That's affected by the Z sound at the end of always. So remember with connected speech, that affects your R's. But if you're just saying a word by itself and that first sound is R, it will be a strong R. Yeah, I mean, we just like we don't learn English out of context, we also don't learn pronunciation of independent words. They always come together, right? So you guys can perfect these on their own, but make sure you don't forget to learn them as linking between words and phrases. That's what you're actually going to use to connect in the end. Yes, connected speech is what makes you sound so native and natural. When you're learning in chunks and mimicking, shadowing other native speakers instead of learning lists of vocabulary words, that's when you will you will really start to have that more, you know, closer to a native accent. 100%. Okay. So that is the first bucket then, right, Aubrey, is when that R is strong and it happens at the beginning of a word. What would be the second bucket? So second is if R comes in the middle of a word, Mm -hmm. then it always depends on the sounds around it, the sound right before Mm -hmm. and the sound right after. So it might be a strong R before a vowel. You have a strong R with the lips rounded. After a vowel, it's almost always a soft R. So this is, you know, maybe at the end of a word or before a consonant, it's after a vowel, it will sound different. Here's a couple examples. Hair, you can hear that that R is softer. I'm no longer because it's not the first sound. I'm not pushing more air with my R or Uh, car, car. It's a soft R. Got it. And that's where when we get into the Boston accent, that's where it ends up completely softening and almost disappearing. The ka, right? Exactly. <laughs> it just goes um, more in that direction. Exactly. It's no longer even a soft R. It's like eliminated entirely almost. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do another episode about where the Boston, I'm pretty sure the Boston accent originated from British English, actually, mm. which makes total sense when you think about colonization, you know, the colonies, the original 13 colonies. We'll have to go into that another day. fascinating yeah so what's interesting to know is there are five different r vowels so -hmm. there are five different vowels that affect how an r sounds right so when you're thinking about how should my r sound it the vowel before is what matters and after because an r before like an l or a t sounds very different from an r before a vowel so we have to think about what are the sounds around it? If you're really wanting to diagnose, right? If you're really wanting to figure out, am I saying this R in the accent or in the way that I want? Okay, got it. Got it. All right. What else do we need to know here then, Aubrey? Yeah, I think the last tip is just to think about 
consonant sounds, when an R follows a consonant sound, Mm -hmm. they're really squeezed together. This is a mistake a lot of native or a lot of language learners make is to insert a vowel sound between. Oh, yeah. Right. So make sure like stir, right? Or or tree. Right. Tree. tree. Yes. You have to be careful not to say tree. And there's no consonant there, right? Is what you're saying, Aubrey. There's no consonant between the T and the R. It just comes together. Tree. Right. There's no, yeah, you don't want to add a vowel sound. They just, Mm -hmm. you squish the consonants together and don't add that vowel sound, which is tempting to do, especially certain um, L1s, right? Depending on what your first language is, you may have more of a tendency to want to do this. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no syllable, right? Is what I meant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no syllable. Yes. Love it. Okay. So good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Aubrey. Well, let's move on to number three, our third category. When we find the R at the end of a word. Exactly. Now, this is always a soft R. It's the same mouth position for the R at the beginning of the words, but you're, because your lips are less tense and less rounded, it softens, right? Okay. It's sort of impossible to even do a strong R at the end of a word. So that's interesting to think about that your R's at the end of words will always be softer. Okay. What are some examples? Do we have some examples here? So for example, pair, right? Par, pair, par. any, any word that ends with R, mm-hmm. it will sound so strange if I try to say like pair <laughs> and try to make that R a strong R. Yeah. We never do it often because of connected speech. We're linking it to the next word. Mm-hmm. And just at the end of words, the R gets softened. Right. If I think about saying, you know, for example, pare down, right? What does pare down mean to, it's sort simplify. of a phrasal verb to simplify, right? To pare mm-hmm. down. I move into the D quickly. I don't yes. hang out on top of the R. I don't say pare down. No, pare down, pare down. I keep moving through the phrase. Yes. And pay attention to how long you're holding the vowel, the air. You're holding that vowel. 90% of pronunciation with R is the vowel. And like that last 10% is the R. You have to be careful not to cut off the vowel. You have to allow it its full sound. Otherwise, that's where words become unclear. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, Lindsay, the words like bar and bear. The R is what's really changing it in both cases. We're leaving the vowel. The vowel Mm -hmm. has to make its full sound. If you cut off bear, it'll just sound like they'll, it'll be hard to tell which one you're saying. So we need to let the vowel be heard so that we're clear, right? Exactly. Always vital. So good. Okay. That's so important. I mean, this is good. Let's go into a role play. I mean, first, I just want to, you know, see if our listeners. Mm. Now, I wonder if our listeners want to learn more pronunciation. You know, we haven't done a lot of pronunciation on All Ears English podcast. What should they do to let us know if they want pronunciation on All Ears English or even in a course? Yes, right. That's such a great idea. You can email me, guys, Aubrey at allearsenglish.com. Let us know, you know, did you love this episode? Would you like more details? Our episodes here are quite short, so we mm-hmm. can't go into like those five vowel sounds or, right. I mean, you look up a video about the R, it's going to be maybe an hour and a half. We could do a full lesson, <laughs> a whole class about 
pronunciation. So let us know. Do you want that? Are you interested in that? Because I agree, yeah. Lindsay, I think we could make a really fun course about that. So we send could. us an email. Let us yeah. know if you would like that. Let us know. And how do you spell your email, Aubrey? So my name is spelled A-U-B-R-E-Y, B as in boy, Aubrey at allersenglish.com. Nice. Good stuff. Well, we have a role play for our listeners. We know they love role plays. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have lots of R sounds and then we'll sort of share, you know, which is it, you know, what and why. So right. in this role play, we're uh, chatting at the gym, Lindsay. Chatting at the gym. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start us out. Yeah. Someone said the stair climber isn't working. Really? Bummer. That's usually how I get my cardio, but I guess I'll try out something else today. Well, it was good to see you. My CrossFit class is about to start, so I've got to run. Oh, right. See you later. Have you ever done CrossFit? One time with a friend. One time. <laughs> I think it was like a Thanksgiving morning. I really did love it. I think it's really motivating to get the reps in. You're sort of competing with the other people in the class. It showed our heart rates on a big screen, which yes. I found motivating. I like that, that is it's gamified. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've heard good things about it for sure. Yeah. Okay, so should we go back into this then, Aubrey, and kind of break it down for our listeners? This is where you're going to find all the examples today from the episode. All of our examples are in this role play. So let's get into it. The first thing, the first R I used was in that word stair climber. Mm -hmm. So it's a soft R because it's preceded and followed by consonants. And those sounds squeeze together, right? right? Stair climber. I'm not going to... create a vowel in between and it would be really strange to stop and make that hard r stair climber i would have to pause so it's a soft r for speed for ease of speech right because you have to finish the word Mm -hmm, exactly (laughs) finish the word and keep moving on to the core message you can't hang out there over that r so that's a soft r and then i said really bummer And this is the R in really, guys, is a strong R because it comes at the beginning of really. Right, Aubrey? That was one of our rules. Exactly, right? That first one. It's a strong R when it's right at the beginning, especially when it's the first word of a sentence. So it's Mm -hmm. not being affected by any sounds before it. Yeah. And then you said bummer and you had that R at the end. What type of sound was that, Lindsay? So that was was at the end. So it was more of a soft R. Right. And the same mouth position for the R as what we would have at the beginning of word, the word, if it were the beginning of a word, but the lips are slightly less tense and less rounded. Right. Yes. And that's really how you make it softer. It's interesting to think of like physically, Bummer. what is my mouth doing? What is my tongue doing? What are my lips doing in order to make sure you're you're creating the right type of R? This is a very high level question from Odelia, right? It's quite yes. subtle. Right. Yes, it's true. And I think unless you stop and think about it, you don't always hear the difference because it is it is very subtle. Okay. Okay, So then I said, that's usually how I get my cardio. Cardio. So of course, in cardio, where we have the vowel before the consonant after we have a softer R there. Mm -hmm. And then try again before a vowel. Then we have that um, softer try, 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 try. Okay, so that's a little bit all right. So is that strong or soft? That I think I put strong, but that is, it's a soft it's R. a little softer. Try. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would be, it's just impossible for your mouth to make that strong R before that vowel. Try, try. Okay. Just okay. goes softer. Okay. And then what about CrossFit? That's why I said, well, it was good to see you. My CrossFit class is about to start, so I've got to run. What about that? Oh, vowel? so these are, yes. So this, because it's that the this certain vowel, the ah sound after CrossFit, CrossFit, before those vowel sounds, that's when it is a strong R. Okay. We're pushing just a little harder R before the vowel when it's in the middle of a word. Right. Because it's easy to push 
into a vowel where we're going to open our mouth from a hard R. Gross. Right. right? That's easy to do. That's natural. For exactly. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then the word start. My class is about to start. So that we have that first rule, the R with the vowel um, before it becomes softer. So we have R because there's a vowel mm-hmm. before the R. Yep. It's a soft R. Okay. A little bit softer. And then did we do run here? No. Yes. I've got a run. So that one got the strong yep. R at the beginning of a word. Run. That one's clear, right? We start mm-hmm. off strong. <laughs> nice. Exactly. And then you said, oh, right. See you later. Okay. Yep. And with right, again, it's at the beginning of a word. That's a strong R. Mm-hmm. And then later, a soft R at the end of the word. Good. So pretty basic, really, this as far as understanding, okay, it's really a strong R when it starts a word and when it's before a vowel. Because like you said, Lindsay, then you can push it a little harder. Push it harder. Okay. Okay. Mm. Wow. Okay. So this is a good question from our listener, from our student, Odelia. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have other pronunciation questions. So guys, send us your questions and let us know if you want to improve your pronunciation and we can do that. We can create more content. Any final thing to keep in mind? If you guys, I feel like if you really have struggled with the R sound, don't let it discourage you, right? It's difficult for me in French and Spanish. It's difficult for all language learners. So this is something that it is helpful to know, to really break it down, all the different sounds, you know, how do I make it? How can I make this sound? But definitely don't let it keep you from having conversations because it's, I think it's just there's solidarity in knowing it's a difficult (laughs) sound for everyone. There's solidarity. I love it. Solidarity with an R. (laughs) Right. So good. All right, Aubrey. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Hit follow on the Allers English podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Aubrey, how often do we publish episodes on this podcast? Four times a week, guys. You don't want to miss any of them. They're super short. You can watch them when you have a few minutes. So yeah, be sure to follow Allers English wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Good stuff. I'll talk to you very soon, Aubrey. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.